0: On this week's episode of Polk and Kush, the Pelicans swing a trade, but still have some problems. We get into Zion, we get into lineups, and of course, the Saints maintain their offensive staff. Pete Carmichael sticking on board, we'll get into that. Plus, so much local news, and of course, what color emoji are you? We'll get into all of it, stick around right here, Polk and Kush. Catch these hands, you about to get shot. The truth is getting split by poke mm-hmm. and push, poke and push, poke and push, poke and push, poke and push. About to get served to play to your own ass. It's time for the poke and kush podcast. Mm-hmm. Poke and kush, poke and push, poke and push, Come everyone to poke and kush and we are happy to be your valentine it is wednesday february 16th
1: 2022 andrew polk how do you do i'm good that's the actual usually we're time traveling today is actually this oh that's true i forgot to say it's tomorrow i think the pulk and cush maniacs are going to be so starved from not having an episode <laughs> yesterday and today that they're going to be listening at 10 30 at night when i put this out <laughs> that's definitely that's it's... really the best time i like to listen to podcasts <laughs> from 10 30 p.m until midnight in bed next to my <laughs> wife, phone full volume on speaker, cackling, laughing the yeah. whole time. Yes, I'm listening to you know all the all the hits: Ben Shapiro, <laughs> Pasobiac, uh, Candace Owens. She's probably got one. <laughs> some episodes
0: of Joe Rogan. <laughs> I like to listen to old Rush
1: Limbaugh's. <laughs> just just go
0: just go listen to the Ken of the Star trial, you know? Like uh, just go
1: go back and listen to some Rush greatest hits. You may not know it, but you can find the Don Imus uh, radio show <laughs> on Do I sound okay? I sound a little robotic in my headphones. Oh, that might see. just be my normal robot voice. Yeah, you seem fine to me. I'm good. I, I went and saw our beloved Pelicans on Saturday. Yes. Uh, thank you to D Sal. He got me the ticket hookup, and uh, we had great seats and had a really good time. Uh, CJ McCollum. It's fun to see a fun player on a fun team. Yeah, he's good. He's uh, he's very good. He's surprisingly good, and it's a little confusing to see him <laughs> out there being that good. Um, but, you know, I'm... Now that we're used to a certain level of all-star talent in New Orleans, I wanted the all-star treatment. Sure. And there's a thing at the Smoothie King Center where you can order beverages, food, uh, big foam fingers that say the number (laughs) one on them to your seat. And I downloaded that. Okay. It uh, was a Sisyphean ordeal. I'm typing. I always like when you type in your credit card number and there's a thousand people behind you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this is good. I always like doing that and my password and all my personal information. Social security number. Yeah. I did that in the second. I was like, I don't want to get up. You know, it was H. It was... There were a lot of people there. We were in a section. It was HBCU night, and there were a lot of families around us. You don't want to get up and disturb them because they have kids and stuff, and I just wanted to sit in my seat and have somebody bring me two frescas and a corn dog. That's the American (laughs) dream, really. (laughs) I'm sitting there all of the second quarter, no fresca. Oh, no. All a halftime. You know, they got red panda out there with the St. Aug band. (laughs) I'm like, flip me a bowl and... Put some popcorn in it, for the love of God. Yes. All third quarter, boom, fourth quarter, nothing. Really? Nothing.
0: And no, like, on your phone, there wasn't, like, a status. Like, you know, when you order from, like, uh, Papa John's, it tells you, like, Dorinda is baking your pizza now. There was a status,
1: and it just said, screwed. And it had a a green (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the money, idiot. (laughs) Order complete. Uh, there was like a status and it just said like, yeah, we got your money. What are you going to do about it? And there's a number and it's a 504 number. So that's local. Yeah. And I thought, uh, it said that you could call or text. So I texted it because I'm not going to call somebody in the middle of a basketball game. And I'm or just really anytime. And you know, I'm like, Hey, I didn't get my food. I have a bomb. I'm located in section... <laughs> just anything to get their attention. I am, I, I am holding an old lady hostage in section 122. I'm with Jackson Mahomes. We are about to do the Dougie. Nothing. And then, like a lunatic, I call the number for... It's disconnected. Oh, it's never yeah, been that's connected. Great. That's great. It was, the number was 1-800-EAT-SHIT. <laughs> I don't know if that's local. <laughs> So then I just I just email the contact thing and I'm like, hey, I never got my thing. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> I don't have the strength for another battle in my <laughs> life. Currently, can you, can you see
0: this t-shirt cannons? Can you fill it with a hot <laughs>
1: dog and shoot it in my general direction? So uh, I, I'm like, okay, maybe it's you know, it's that was Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Monday's a holiday. Everybody's hungover from the Super Bowl. So, yesterday, I go to the actual website. The name's like Zardan or something crazy. (laughs) That sounds (laughs) fake. All these apps. It's like a GeoCities website. (laughs) It's got like the little construction worker hat gif with the pickaxe. And there's a real number on there, and I call it. And just some guy goes, hello? You can hear him. he's like eating Pringles. <laughs> he was in the middle of something. He was in like a Dave and Buster's. He's eating peanuts. I'm like, is this Dar Dan or what? It's something along those lines. Okay. Like, yeah, this is doodad. What do you want? <laughs> I'm like, I ordered the. Th- he's like, oh, did you email us? I'm like, yeah, I did. He's like, ah, oh, well, the problem with that was the uh, the lady at the Pelicans that does that stuff got pregnant and isn't there anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the middle of the season,
1: baby. You got like five home games in a week.
0: You might want to have
1: somebody on that account. So I'm on the phone with, He's his name is the first word of it. So his name's like Zan, and the app is called Zando. Oh my God! It's like his personal cell phone. Oh yeah, and he's like, "Sorry, this is my personal cell phone." That's incredible. Let me give you my other uh, friend's number. He's the guy that handles the refunds. This guy's, an, <laughs> his, this guy's name's like Balal, and then I call him the next day. Same thing. He's playing badminton and answers the phone. I can hear him huffing and puffing. I'm like, "Is this Zordon?" <laughs> Can I please? He's like, "Oh, you're the Pelicans guy, huh?" <laughs> As if you're the only person to ever follow up. <laughs> like, you know, like, everybody else is like, "Ah, whatever, I guess, you know. Just screw me." And then he just goes, "Oh yeah, all right. Uh, what was it? Like $28?" I'm like, "Like, shouldn't you be using the yeah, actual some level of data?" And then he, I just click clackety click. "Okay, it's refunded. Thanks." That's amazing. So I will not be using the zoof <laughs> the do, the Zoodock, the Zagnut bar, the, the Zangief. Oh, the moral of the story is get off your ass and go get the food yourself. I think that's like a biblical lesson. I was smited for being lazy. I didn't even know they had that. Well, yeah, I wouldn't have known either, but I saw some guy next to me. Get like a bloody Mary brought to him on a tray. Yeah,
0: that sounds awesome. That Where were you sitting been? in like
1: super nice seats? Uh, yeah, I was in I was in the one hundred section. Were you in the club? Uh yeah, I was in the uh, club. Okay. I think those do have the
0: little uh menus and stuff on there.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they had all that stuff. But yeah. I'm sure the they saw the last name Polk and they were like, That's that fucker <laughs> from the podcast. <laughs> This guy doesn't seem like he likes $28 very much.
0: We should just yeah, take it. so
1: they threw away my Dunkaroos, and I never got my <laughs> Delaware punch. Dude. <laughs> I'm sorry that was half an hour.
0: That's great, though. I love that the guy's personal cell phone is on there. He's like, oh, well, you know, like 11 people attend yeah. these games, you know? May- maybe one person will order.
1: Yeah, dogs were barking in the background. <laughs> They were very nice. I'm sure I'm the third person that's ever used their app, so they want to keep 33% of their user base around. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, but, that's you know, great. that well, was Well, at least you got to watch them
0: lose by 15 or 20 points. I was, was on my
1: phone the whole time. I didn't <laughs> even see the game. You
0: didn't miss much. Uh, my girlfriend's like,
1: what the fuck are you, are you tweeting? I'm like, I'm not tweeting. I'm arguing with Zach Nutt. <laughs> And then everybody they kept coming down the stairs with drinks. I would be staring at them, thinking maybe yeah. they were bringing it to me. Mm-hmm. They just made a better decision than I did.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, are you are you here for me? Are you my mommy, <laughs> uh, dude? That is uh, spectacular. Uh, what'd you do? Super Bowl stuff? I I watched the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. My my uh, kids lost their mind uh, eating all sorts of crap inside my house, uh, watching the Super Bowl, and then. Uh, it was nice, man. I didn't go to Vue. I thought that was a good decision uh, to not go to Vue. You like the windows in your car? I re- <laughs> I really just genuinely was like, I don't need to see a bunch of penises and like pretend to laugh at whatever joke that they think that they're making. So I'm gonna skip Vue. and I did, and I uh, yeah. But I had a lo- lovely weekend. Uh, I went to the Tulane game. Uh, they won. Uh, which was nice. That is always a fun time inside Fogelman Arena. Went to some Pelicans games this week, so it's been uh, it's been very laid back. It's been a nice time.
1: Well, uh, if you miss crew de I bet I can tell you probably like half of the floats. It was probably something like. I wish there was a vaccine for having sex. <laughs> and then there's like a syringe shaped like a penis. Uh huh. That's probably one of them. Yeah. I bet there was someone getting uh,
0: inserted from anally. Uh, there's always someone bent over yeah. and something
1: going up them. And it's usually, believe it or not, a Republican. And it probably <laughs> said uh, Trump's getting his Fauci ouchie. And then it was. And then it was like a uh, paper mache Dr. Fauci uh, making love. I won't be crass. I, th- I, th- I think we've just created the entire parade. That's pretty much it. It is. A- I mean, it's a nice thing to go do if you like if drinking look- outside. You if know? you love
0: Deadpool. Yeah. To go. <laughs> <laughs> <to> go- <laughs> I mean, if you want to be outside and drink beers and whatever, then sure. Uh, I was just uh, not willing to fight. I know somebody like a group of my friends got together and I did not go. And they're like, Oh man, we're sorry. Didn't like, you know, they didn't like remind me on Saturday about, I was like, don't worry. I would not have gone. anyway." (laughs) I was like, I remember that you all were all going, and I was on the text, and I was not going to go.
1: Well, they dressed up as the Avengers, and without you, they didn't. Were you going to be the Hulk? Yeah, like, like guys, I really just the just the logistics of
0: it alone were enough to make me just be like, ah, no way.
1: Yeah, it's like we could have, I guess, taken a bus down there. Yeah, and the the bus- you have a parking spot in the quarter. I do. Uh, but can you tell the listeners where <laughs> it is? <laughs> But then and I take a model of the, your car. The problem is I have to walk <laughs> back to it. Sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I
0: did. I was able to go to the last two Pelicans games, uh, and tale of what this team could be and what this team is in a lot of ways. And watching those two games, were you able to catch them? Yes. So uh, they whoop. The Toronto Raptors on Monday night, uh, probably the best performance of the season, honestly. Like they were up by 30, a good portion of the game, an absolute stone-cold ass-kicking. Uh, everyone played well, and then they show up the next night. John ja Morant is not playing, the Grizzly superstar. It looks like that's a good sign, and then it turns out that it doesn't matter. The Pelicans were down double digits essentially the entire game. Uh, basically from the second quarter on and it made no difference and they got their ass kicked and they kind of got punked in a lot of ways. And it does show you that like they are capable of being a good team, but they still have a long ways to go to get where they need to be. And it also for the thousandth time just revealed like without Zion, they even with CJ McCollum on the roster, without Zion, They are just missing something so fundamental to this team.
1: Definitely. And uh, the Raptors game to the Grizzlies game uh, and going back to the Spurs game, the Spurs game was usually about a 10-point difference, but it felt a lot closer than that. The Spurs seemed to be on fire. I did not check the box score afterwards, but it seemed like – they were shooting, like, 70% yeah. from beyond the arc. They were really good. And and the Pelicans' defense was a little slow. It didn't mm. seem completely abysmal. But that just seemed like, a, okay, some nights the team is going to have the hot hand and destroy you. And the Memphis game just seemed like out of the gate there was no chance. Yeah. And Memphis had a slightly hot hand, but they did not have the starting all-star point guard and the Pels just looked a little confused out there and a little lost. And I know CJ is still transitioning into this team and he's a great player and it's very fun to see him out there. But you have three all-star level players on this team right now and it it, it sounds shitty and it sounds uh, petulant to say that they're still missing something. Yeah. I mean, they are. <laughs> and it's like, it's very clear Uh,
0: that you know they are missing the guy who is the initiator of the offense uh, and and the guy who can go get you a bucket whenever you need it. But more importantly, against Memphis at least, and against Toronto, they did not rebound. And uh, I think what you're also starting to see is people starting to question Willie Green, I think for the first time this year, where it's really like, okay, this is a first-year head coach. Some of these games, it does feel as if he is not totally, uh, he's not one step ahead of the guy on the other bench from him. And I think that's a reasonable thing to say. He's obviously done a great job of keeping his team motivated this year. He's done a great job of uh, really steadying the ship when things were horrific. You know, there were 3-16. and 16. But there is, cannot be any doubt right now that the thing's holding this team back. Devontae Graham has been awful awful uh, starting at guard and getting C.J. McCollum allows you flexibility to not have to play him there. He could come off the bench. There are ways to do it. with Bigger lineups and stuff like that. He sucked. He's shooting like 25 percent in his last like 19 games. Uh, He's just been bad and he has no other skill other than shooting and he's shooting terribly. So that's a bad combination. And the other one being he continues to play Garrett Temple, who is at this point not an NBA player. I mean, he's just not. He is bad. He might know what he's supposed to do, but he can't really do it. He is he sucks. And meanwhile, Trey Murphy's not playing at all as you're going four of 26 from three. He clearly can shoot now. I probably doesn't know what he's doing defensively, but He can at least shoot, and on so many levels, this team needs someone to to shoot. CJ McCollum scored thirty points last night, and they were four of twenty-six from three. Like that's almost impossible to happen. He didn't have any three pointers, did he? I don't think so. He might have made one, and Graham made one, and that's. I mean, that was basically it. I mean, it was it was a terrible shooting night. Uh, From the perimeter in a night where you badly needed it because you got out rebounded so badly they
1: shot 50% from the field and they sucked the Pelicans uh, are not a good rebounding team which is passable in today's NBA if you can make shots yes Uh, this team kind of plays with a pace and a style defensively of you know prime golden state. Except the difference there was Golden State <laughs> could make a three-pointer, so they didn't have to have people crashing the boards every time. Yeah. Uh, you know, is this a product of Josh Hart leaving? Doesn't help. Uh, it certainly doesn't help, um, but, I mean, the the, the, the the problem right now is just shooting, and when you've got uh, good shooters on the bench, and the Pelicans, man, they're just Guantanamo Bay for shooters. <laughs> Like, Miritich, like, it was about the same amount of time, right before All-Star break, then he just forgot how to shoot. Yeah, for Melly. Weeks. Yeah. Melly. Oh, God. That forgot guy. how to shoot. Yeah. He was a good shooter at uh-huh. one point.
0: Yeah. And now Devontae Grant. And it happened to JJ Redick last year. Now he ended up
1: retiring, but, like... Yeah, I mean, this is—you've seen sh- shooters come here to die. A lot of shooters don't retire because they can't shoot anymore. They shoot because you know they're fifty years old and they can't get up and down the court anymore. We broke JJ Reddick. <laughs> yes. There's old, there's <laughs> seventy-year-old guys at the Y right now that can <laughs> splash from downtown, and we fundamentally <laughs> destroyed JJ Redick. And Devontae Graham, welcome to hell, because you're in it now. You're going to have to learn how to pass or something, buddy. Yeah, I mean,
0: think about just the level of, I mean, they trade for Eric Bledsoe last year. He was, I think, first team all defense the year before when he was Mm -hmm. in Milwaukee. He comes here. He was unquestionably one of the ten worst guards in the NBA starters unquestionably he sucked he sucked to the point that i don't think he was a bad guy and he gets booed every time he touches the (laughs) ball when he's back here not because he did anything like anthony davis or whatever like he just sucked that bad, and everyone is convinced that he just what like it was intentional. It's like I mean, it wasn't intentional. He was just that bad. and it's the minute he got here. And then Devonte Graham, who was a almost 40 percent three-point shooter for the last two years in Charlotte, he was really good on a ton of threes, 38 percent, something like that. and now he can't make anything. And if he's not making shots, he is not contributing to winning in any way and it is uh, a, a big problem, and they, they, they need to look at it. Do you start playing Jose Alvarado more minutes?
1: Do you unleash Gary Clark?
0: <laughs> Do you play Gary Clark? Do you, I mean, I think the, what the, uh, the consensus would be is to go really big, put Jackson Hayes at the four, uh, play Herb, 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 yeah. yeah, uh, play him at the three and then I guess Ingram at the two uh, with Valentinus. I don't know. I mean, you can, there are ways to do this where Graham comes off the bench, similar to the role that Nikhil was in before. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, there's just ways to get around this and to stick with the same lineup when they, the holes in it are, are pretty obvious uh, and you're getting so much, you're getting exactly what you wanted out of C.J. McCollum and yet the results are not lining up. I think they're now one in three with McCollum uh, available on the team. Now, granted, two of those games were against very good teams uh, in Miami and Memphis, but they're in a tough spot, man. They, they don't have the ability to like wait this out. They're not going to have like a ton of practices to get this together. Like you kind of have to do it on the fly. They do have the all-star break coming up uh, and they'll have about a week off. I think that will probably help everybody reset. Uh But there's a lot of kind of big picture, and and, you know, like we're talking about real basketball stuff, which is nice, right? We're not talking about fundamental humongous issues that they can't, like these are lineups. This is Mm -hmm. typical basketball shit. So that seems like a a significant improvement.
1: Yeah, uh, the the only Willie Green criticism I've even seen this season is just when it comes to rotations. Yeah, I, Um, again there are people on the team that can fill some of these holes I think I don't think they have to keep swinging for the fences at some point you know you have three all stars or almost all stars on the team not counting Zion yeah. so it's really it's just getting the chemistry together right now yeah and and to cap off the pelican segment uh, our
0: good friend of the show Christian Clark uh, reported in the uh, nola.com times Yoon. Basically, that there's a chance Zion might need a second surgery on that foot. Uh, I think that's anyone's natural conclusion at this point when you've gone. He injured the foot in July and it's February. Uh, If he's not playing yet, I think that's a pretty natural assumption to say, yeah, there's a chance he might need another surgery on it. This is supposed to be a three month injury. We're now working on month, what, eight?
1: Now, I I spoke to Christian earlier, and he said the article was, quote, just a big goof. (laughs) And then I guess it, like, blew up. Like, people on ESPN are talking about Christian Clark. My old liquor store guy in L.A. texted me, like, do you know this Christian Clark guy? We're going to fucking kill him. But... You know, I think it, I think it was just like a crazy, you know, like the onion. It was just like <laughs> something like that.
0: The Babylon Bee, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Zion's gonna do I know when I saw I, I opened Twitter. I didn't have it open most of the day today. And I opened it up like mid afternoon, and it said. uh Trending topics was Zion Williamson. And underneath it said Greg Oden. And I was like, ah, I was like that's not good. No,
1: <laughs> like, Justin Trudeau. Uh-oh. Like, What are the, those three getting into?
0: Like, that sure shit is not good. Whatever news came out. And I was looking around. I was like, oh, is this just based off what Christian had written yesterday? And sure enough. So it was kind of like a – I mean, again, like it is it is something that people around the team have said that the possibility exists. Uh, nothing is for sure but again we have mentioned it here a hundred times this is the kind of bullshit that gets fermented by complete and total silence from not only the pelicans but zion's camp they're not telling anybody anything they refuse to open their mouths they refuse to give updates uh that are meaningful in any way other than like hey We're just going to wait a little bit longer. Uh, And so what happens in the meantime is people need to fill the vacuum and fill the void. And you end up uh, with, you know, basically a pretty banal report uh, from Christian kind of blowing up into a a, a huge thing.
1: And uh, around five o'clock today, maybe in response to this, I'm looking at it on Fox eight. They're yeah. saying Zion Williamson returned to the court co- could come after the All-Star break. And they're quoting Jeff Duncan, who also works for us, and
0: he's saying that he hears that he might come back after the All-Star break. Now, he didn't specify which All-Star break. Yeah,
1: it could be 2023. could be the
0: MLB All-Star break. <laughs> could, be, <laughs> could, could be any number of things. Uh, needless to say, there is a lack of clarity uh, of what's going on and until Zion emerges and says what's happening or someone affiliated with the team but i i and I, I i will say this over and over again i think this is out of the team's hands right now they can try to pretend the minute he went to portland and just left and they kind of kind of tried to spin it like that was their decision there is no goddamn chance that was the pelicans decision to send their best player away with nobody with the team with him yeah you know it's like come on that's crazy. Like, and when I say no one with the team, like nobody in the coaching staff, there might have been a trainer or something out there, but like, he's a huge part of this franchise, and he just bolts to Portland. And then after the fact, they're like, oh, yeah, we, we told him to leave. We thought that was a
1: good idea. Well, and I was like,
0: ah, that seemed ridiculous to me.
1: I mean, where do young superstar athletes want to go? <laughs> Atlanta, New York. Uh, Portland, Oregon <laughs> the These thing, are the yeah. places where young, hip, cool superstars want to go yes. He's up there, he gets to see Bell and Sebastian <laughs> He gets to see Man Man He gets to see Fleet Foxes, all of his favorite bands There's so many taco trucks He's probably going to open an axe-throwing bar <laughs> Zion can flourish in Portland And then come back whenever he's ready <laughs> Maybe uh, he got sick of everybody complaining about his health. Yeah. He went up there to become vegan. Take some nature walks. Is yeah. there a better place to do it? No, there's I'm, not. I'm happy to see new uh, hip hipster Zion come back. <laughs> so the bottom line, we
0: still have no idea what's going on with Zion, but it wouldn't be surprising. If we get some uh, news in the next couple of days, certainly after the All-Star break is a good time for them to announce something. They are several weeks behind the last timeline they gave. So we'll see what happens anyway. Uh, of course, we will keep you updated right here in this podcast. You're number one source for news. So stick around. We've got a whole lot more. We've got Saints and we've got local everything right here.
1: Well, that's J A N S E N. That's Jansen. Jansen Patagna, the realtor to the stars.
0: That's right, everybody.
1: Jansen Patagna Polk. That was beautiful. I pulled a fast one on you. Yeah. That was
0: pretty good. I didn't, never saw it coming. Jansen Patagna, J A N S E N jansen at fqr.com he is your favorite realtor my favorite realtor everybody in new orleans he's your favorite realtor he's got houses and condos and apartments and everything in between if you need to know anything about a property in this fine fair city you are going to want to reach out to jansen that is j underscore patagna j underscore p-e-t-a-g-n-a
1: Jansen, Patagonia. He's got listings at Two Duck Hook Drive in New Orleans. Beautiful four bedroom home. Oh my God, this place. Thirteen Nineteen Eagle Street over in Carrollton. Four bedrooms, two and a half baths. I don't even have one bath. <laughs> I have point five bath. Just a bidet. I wash my hair in the kitchen sink every morning. <laughs> I'm peeing in the neighbor's washing machine. It's all because I didn't go with Jansen <laughs> <and> Batagna. <laughs> the <home> Jansen <laughs> Batagna guarantee, you're going to get a home that is flood and earthquake proof. Yes. Uh, each, no ghosts. Each house comes with a panic room, <laughs> like that Jodie Foster movie. S- and But they're all in... You're not going to need the panic room. You can put a green egg down there and just smoke meats. <laughs> that's the Jansen guarantee. Each house uh, impervious to disaster. <laughs> as
0: long as you understand that the panic room can also be used by the saw villain. <laughs> that's that's going to be the risk that you take. But it's going to be fine because Jansen's your realtor. He knows the paperwork. He recognizes the process. He has a very clear understanding of what's good value, what's bad value, what's a good area, what's a bad area, and everything in between. And the fact is you have no Goddamn idea what you're talking about when it comes to real estate because you're an idiot, and Jansen is very smart. You are very ugly, and he is very good-looking. This is the way it works. So hire Jansen to be your representative because he will <laughs> represent you in a way that is better than you.
1: He's a man of the people, and he's easy to work with. And our score, we've sold two houses through the podcast. Three. Three? We gotta charge Jansen more. What are we do? You're Three right. houses? Good lord. That's right. That's the Polk and Cush guarantee. Listen to this podcast long enough and you'll b- buy a house because you go, Oh man, I'm not doing so well <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> I better get some things together. I better buy property. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Jansen Patagna is a sponsor. Polkin Cush, home of the five and a half minute advertising. <laughs> <laughs> DraftKings didn't get that shit no oh
0: god all right everybody uh we'll get into a little bit of saints talk and then of course mm. uh we've got a whole bunch of local news going on so we'll get into that too uh but just quickly with the saints uh just before we started recording Pete carmichael uh hired as offensive coordinator as predictable as the dennis allen hire was his head coach this is basically the same level of predictability for offensive coordinator. The Saints continue to sniff their own farts and continue to think that everything they do is the greatest in the world and why would you break up, you know, the smartest people on planet Earth who are on the Saints coaching staff, even though they had the worst offense
1: in the NFL last year. So there we go. They're all coming back. Now there's some people that would go, well, this is a good move. You're not rattling the chemistry too much. But you kind of already made your counter statement to, well, the chemistry wasn't (laughs) the greatest thing on the planet. Some would attribute that to every quarterback and player getting injured. That's reasonable. Um, You know, I think the very reasonable, modest, sane uh, Twitter Saints fandom is going to go... Yeah, but next year, Jameis will be back completely healed. He, he's going to get LASIK again to make his eyesight even better. <laughs> he's going to get a third eye implanted. Michael Thomas is going to be there. Yeah. Every, our 18th draft pick is going to be someone incredible. hmm And uh, why mess with a good thing, like finishing eight and nine or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> My... Ian Book wants to be the quarterback. You're going to argue <laughs> that they shouldn't keep the same offensive coordinator? Ian Book said he's gonna... I'd like to dunk a basketball. We have the same chance. None of these guys ever say, like, no, I'll just be content to be on the... Well, I guess, like, some do when they're backing up, like, far. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I You know, Ryan, buddy Ryan Griffin uh, with the Buccaneers, he seemed to be perfectly fine backing up Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Oh, man, it's just the Carmichael thing. Look, if you have a defensive head coach, a coach who is very clearly aligned to one side of the ball, wouldn't you want an offensive coach who has a history of calling plays? Doesn't that seem important? Sean Payton called the plays. For 15 goddamn years, Sean Payton called the plays with a you know, handful of games that pay oh, oh, and the whole season that Payton got suspended, which never happened. Uh, and, you know, unless you watch Adam Sandler movies. Uh, and, you know, the handful of games that Payton got COVID or whatever. But other than that, he called the plays for 15 years. So this guy has been there, Pete Carmichael. He's a very good-looking, beautiful man. He looks exactly like me. And uh, other than that... I just like don't understand how he's qualified to get the job. You would it seems very important that you have someone who's a proven experienced play caller in this position, considering who the head coach is.
1: Do you think his proximity to Sean Payton would help his uh play calling ability? According
0: to the Saints, anyone who was in the vicinity of Sean Payton was blessed. You know, like the when who's yeah. who's that pastor Benny Hinn who used to touch their heads and heal people? Yeah, Benny and, Benny Hill. Yeah, <laughs> they would. You know, it's it's the they think anybody who was around Sean Payton just threw osmosis as an offensive genius. Look, the Saints had great offenses for a long time. I, I'm not saying Pete Carmichael's dumb or bad or anything like that. I'm just saying, given the situation, if you were to actually look at it like a, as objectively as possible, which is you know, don't note the history on this particular team. Just say, all right, Dennis Allen's your coach. Who should your offense coordinator be? I would not go with a guy who has never called plays in the NFL before. Yeah. But that's just me. That's you. That's me, the guy who doesn't worship every single thing the Saints do. Is that dumb? Maybe it's dumb. I don't think
1: anything is dumb.
0: <laughs> maybe And maybe it just doesn't matter.
1: I think... I fall more in line of, I don't care.
0: (laughs) 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 Welcome to the Book of Coach podcast, where we don't
1: care. I mean, you know. Why are you listening to this? Because it's on your phone. (laughs) You can wring your hands about the play calling and the success osmosis and blah, blah, blah. Until they get (laughs) Ian Book in there. We can't really make a judgment call on who's going to do what. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, he's in Angola right now. <laughs> the The charges are not pretty. He uh, is accused of punching the victim eight times. In Props the to the victim for not dying. Yeah. If I got punched eight times by Alvin Kamara, my skeleton would fly <laughs> out of my body. It would be like... Uh, uh what do you call those things the things that leave their shell on the tree cicada yes it'd be like a cicada shell yeah and then my body would fly out of it <laughs> so this guy got punched eight times by alvin kamara didn't die uh-huh that's pretty cool he gets to tell that story for the rest of his life which it, probably won't be long yeah. due to the brain damage <laughs> Uh, the other people stomped him 16 times and four times each. What? So one guy
0: stomped him 16 times and one guy stomped him four times, according to the police reports. And then this is like a hoedown. They really, I don't know what this guy did, but he called one of them ugly yeah. and he tried to get on the elevator with them. Well, well, he deserves it then. Uh, and then somebody from the chiefs apparently also is now a suspect in this. I guess he was with
1: the Kamara crew. I like how I keep hearing people say, like, that's out of character for Alvin Kamara. It's like, yeah, when you <laughs> hang out with him, he doesn't ever... <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you don't know anything
0: about it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, my my point was that it's funny for people to be like, that just doesn't seem like this guy that I've never met and don't know. Yeah,
0: or the guys who cover him being like, he's so laid back interviews. Like, yeah, because you weren't in a fight with him at the time.
1: Yeah. If every person in the world had like Alvin's body and strength for one day, they would beat the shit out of somebody at least once or twice. Every day, probably. So what I'm saying is this elevator guy deserved it. <laughs> You don't just call somebody ugly. Yeah. Words hurt. Yeah, you get off the tracks and the train's coming through. T- <laughs> also, pick your battles, exactly. dude. I exactly. Mean, yeah. Fight the kicker. <laughs> no, don't even fight the kickers anymore. They can kick they, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on that note, we will
0: get into our local roundup. It's Gildo. It is Phil the Juicy Jazz. Oh, like Trump. Tiny,
1: tiny you put past in a swamp And that's Nollins in a nutshell, baby <laughs> her her. Lovely old Gail back in the news Not for a great reason Unleashed dogs killed her Yorkies mm, That was, was how long ago? I don't know Okay <laughs> <laughs> Now Saints owner Gail Benson is suing her neighbors For what? Uh... They didn't kill her dog. The, she, her dogs killed their dog. Are you responsible for your own dogs? Okay, this uh, uh Gail Benson, you know, she lived over by uh Lost Love Lounge. She <laughs> lived in <laughs> She's She's yeah. in Audubon place and apparently <laughs> you are not uh allowed to let your dogs run around unrestrained there. Everywhere else in the city there's packs of wild dogs <laughs> running around. <laughs> Well I didn't realize that our Yorkies had an Instagram, and that's what <laughs> you can't kill a celebrity. That's true. You can kill me or you. Uh-huh. please don't <laughs> The second I step out of the studio, the fact that uh the dogs have an Instagram, the fact that their owners. The richest woman in America? <laughs> <Next> to, like, <laughs> S- certainly the richest person in the city. Susie state. Walton yeah. or whatever. Her and, uh, Benson's suit contends that Caroline and Andre Robert could have prevented the attack if they had properly secured the dogs in their yard or leashed them for walks. One was a mixed German pointer, the other a border collie. Did not see that coming. Yeah. I dog profiled these dogs. <laughs> Something good. And you know what? I learned a lesson. Uh, what was that? That you can't always judge a dog attack by <laughs> its cover.
0: What were you expecting?
1: Chihuahuas? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was going to say,
1: the answer is pit bull. We these all are some bad hombres, <laughs> these chihuahuas. And they're coming over. And it's not their best. <laughs> <laughs> that they're not sending the best and brightest chihuahuas, I promise you that. It's amazing that Taco Bell made everyone think that every chihuahua is Mexican. <laughs> they aren't? The Yorkies, named Master Petey and Miss Lucy, were adopted by Gail and Tom in 2017 as emotional support dogs. The dogs helped Mrs. Benson cope with Tom's death the following year. You know what else helped? The billions of dollars. <laughs> This article's written by the Gail Benson Foundation for nola dot com uh, I think that's the whole paper, yeah, but yeah, so she's suing her neighbors. They're gonna go missing yeah <laughs> It has to be really uncomfortable to sue your neighbors over something like that.
0: like people sue their neighbors all the time over zoning restrictions and fence stuff and whatever. Suing your neighbors over something like the death of your dog it's got to be a little uncomfortable, yeah. And you know, although in houses that big, you probably don't have to see your neighbors ever, right? Probably not. You probably have a driveway that goes all the way up, and you never. Yeah, it's whatever.
1: I'm sure she's fine. She will be okay with the awkwardness. The dead. Yeah, she's not getting the paper. She's not out there like Tony Soprano in the robe. In <laughs> the <A>
0: robe. <yeah. laughs>
1: well, uh, you know, prayer. There's a GoFundMe for the dog. Um, you can send donations to uh, Polk and Kush on Venmo. <laughs> we'll make sure she gets them. Uh, some dipshit almost burned down the entire French Quarter. That would have been not awesome. Did you see this guy? No, he had one of those uh, Elon Musk flamethrowers. That's called not a flamethrower. Oh my. Turns out they are flamethrowers. No, I didn't hear anything about this. This was uh, a parade night. I think it was uh, Crudevue. It may have been Chewbacca's. Some moron on a balcony in the French Quarter. I'm not sure where exactly. This was Crudevue. Was blasting a flamethrower off the balcony with him and his moron friends. Okay, And it's like singeing the plants. There's like, you know, those like hang down plants on all the things. Yeah. And he's annihilated and he's screaming and people are screaming at him and uh, very easily could have turned two inches to the left and burned down. And I think the French Quarter, the way it's set up is that everyone could die at any moment. Of course, yes. It was Uh, built in
0: 1700. (laughs) There weren't a lot of building codes, you know? Yeah.
1: So, uh... I guess they were possibly trying to find this guy. And uh, the mayor commented on it, uh, which no, which no but, one <laughs> wanted to hear. They were like, shut the fuck up. We've got we've got the flamethrower guy. Leave us alone. <laughs> well, as long as she's on the case, it will be fixed very quickly. Yeah, she's going to try and get the guy with the flamethrower to go burn down the tire pile in East New Orleans. I have a great
0: way for the guy with the flamethrower for it to never be found and confiscated. He should
1: put it in the trash and put it outside
0: of his house.
1: (laughs) It'll stay there forever. He'll never be discovered. Latoya said that's the last place they need to do that. The first place is all of my (laughs) tax records. Can I get this guy over here to... Yeah, Chief Chief, uh, the fire chief uh, Roman Nelson uh, also called this guy a Potts and said that uh, especially right now with everything going on in the city, uh, burning down the French Quarter would be bad for morale.
0: Yeah, or a normal week when things <laughs> were going better,
1: like if the Saints were still in the playoffs, you yeah. know, like we'd be. That's a good time to burn there down the whole French Quarter. There would have been multiple flamethrowers if the Saints <laughs> had won the Super Bowl. Um. What else? Over the last three years, 1,600 stolen cars have been returned to their drivers? That sounds like a great story. <laughs> Uh-oh, I kept reading. Each driver had to pay almost $400 to get their car back from private towing companies. Are the towing companies stealing the cars? Is that where we're going with this? Um, They're I, not not stealing the cars. They're probably stealing them, I would think. I think a a way to find this out and that the cops could and probably have done and know the answer to and don't want to tell us because it would cause chaos Uh. is check the security cameras at the uh, junkyards, the tow yards, whatever, and see if the stolen cars are simply being driven in there, if they're actually being towed in there. People keep saying, where the hell are the cars going? 1,600 cars is a lot of cars. I don't know how many cars are actually remaining missing after they get stolen. I think people yes. are just being extorted. Uh, $400 times $1,600 is a lot of money, Doc. In the movie Gone in 60 Seconds,
0: they steal 50 cars. In 60 seconds? <laughs> they steal 50 cars. This is 1,600 cars. Yeah. It's a lot more. It is a. Uh, I was going to say the amount increase, but I can't do the math in my head right now. More edited later. <laughs> it's uh, 10 times more? No, I think it's, uh, what, 100 times more? Uh, there's a lot of cars in there. 1,600 cars is a shitload of cars. They are making an absurd amount of money on this. I mean, it, that is a crazy amount of money for these towing are these you know or are they junkyards? yards the tow companies who's making the it's just money some
1: out? guy's house he's yeah. a big yard <laughs> you know like league. when you go to an lsu game and you can park in some guy's yard for 40 bucks this is what's happening with the with the tow yards yes just some guy put up a fence and now he's a tow yard i don't i don't know um there was a fun car related thing i saw uh yesterday the light at loyola and gerard uh all lights in every direction are green at the same time. It's <laughs> a fun social experiment. I've seen people posting it. So- I mean, it really is anyway. Sure. So at least they're just doing it. Yeah. Just go. Just
0: turn it off if yeah. you're going to do that. Just Literally just turn it off. You're so much
1: better if everyone thinks that the light is broken than if everyone thinks they're good to go. So if you've... Had your car stolen and you had to pay to get it back. Helena Marino is pretending like the city will pay for it. They won't. No chance. There will be probably some kind of funding, like a a slush fund that they will embezzle all of the money out of. (laughs) They'll probably get, I would guess they'll probably get around $400,000 to reimburse citizens. There will be a website that Uh will crash after one day that you go to to make your claim. There will be a phone number. That goes to the dash, the dash dak seating ordering thing at Pelicans. So you're never gonna get anybody <laughs> there. Like the Zoran. <laughs> it's called DASDAK, D A S D A K. Uh, and that's gonna be it. And then when Latoya leaves, she's gonna take about a hundred eighty thousand out of that. The rest will be dispersed to councilmen to cover up. Uh, <laughs> Their sex offender charges, and their DUIs, and their pedophile rings, and their sex trafficking charges. But on the way out, TD will uh, have a second line with Big Freda. That's what's going to happen with all this money. Dude. <laughs> There's so clearly it's going to be a fun and no
0: one will be able to access the no. money. And it's going to be one of those things where it's going to take like four hours to do it and it's what, $250 a piece or $400 a piece, mm-hmm. something like that. It's like the value proposition will become so challenging to be like... I could stay on the phone for another three and a half hours, but I know that the my maximum payout is four hundred bucks here.
1: And you also know that when you get off the phone with that, you have to get on the phone with sewage and water board because your <laughs> bill's eleven hundred dollars. Well, that's enough local news for this week. Now it's time for your favorite segment. That's right. What oh, is the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst. The but worst, you just worst, said worst, is one of the most, the most insanely, insanely worst, idiotic things I have worst, ever heard. Worst,
0: Everyone in this room is now dumb for worst. That's uh NPR is providing this week's worst. Uh NPR which used to be like a very normal news source, like it was the uh, it was the the radio version of C SPAN, right? Yeah. It was like the milk toast and PBS was like very milk toast. NPR was punk rock PBS. Yes, exactly. So it was (laughs) like, you know, you would hear uh, you know, the the entomology of the doodle bug. You know, like that was the kind of thing that they would do on NPR. And now NPR feels like it is uh, just uh, basically like the sociology department at Cal Berkeley all the time. <laughs> and that every time we turn it on, there's some story that is just wild uh, that you never would have thought of in a million years of being an issue. And it is, in fact, a very large issue uh, to a certain segment of the population, I suppose. Uh, this week's The Worst is uh, the headline, which skin color emoji... That's already a huge tell. Uh, should you use... The answer can be more complex than you think. The answer is not more complex <laughs> than you I think. don't think so. <laughs> you should use whatever fucking emoji you want. That's the answer to this.
1: Because it is, does not matter. All right. Uh, Heath Rosila identifies as three-quarters white and one-quarter Filipino. When texting, he chooses a yellow emoji instead of a skin tone option. See, this is already offensive to The Simpsons. Exactly, yes. (laughs) Because he feels it doesn't represent any specific ethnicity or color. He doesn't want people to view his text in a particular way. I'm sure they don't. (laughs) (laughs) This is like what. This is like internet brain. Like everybody thinks that. People are going over your text with a jeweler's eye going, mm, I wonder what Heath has implied with this yellow emoji. That's incredible. I present as very pale, very light skin. I, uh, by the way, I present means I am. Yeah. <laughs> you say I present to sound like fucking Robin Williams and uh, Dead Poets Society, but you're actually just... Like, present, like, no, that we're talking about the
0: actual color of your skin. It is what it is. It doesn't mean it's who you are, but it does mean it's what it is. If
1: I use the white emoji, I feel like I'm betraying the part of myself that's Filipino. (sighs) I bet, like, the Filipino ancestors are (laughs) looking down from heaven going, we don't give a fuck about you or your emoji. Yeah, I want to honor... That's what I want to do. I want to honor my ancestry through a car. I don't even think the cartoon hand has five fingers. (laughs) This is more internet brain stuff. If I use a darker color emoji, which maybe closely matches what I see when I look at my whole family, it's not what the world sees. And people tend to judge that. In 2015, five skin tone options became available for hand gestures, in addition to the default Simpsons like yellow. Choosing one can be a simple texting shortcut for some, but for others who have brain damage, it (laughs) (laughs) it opens a complex conversation about race and identity. I use the brown one that matches me, says Sarai Cole, an opera singer in Germany. Everything I just said about her is more interesting than what emoji she uses, but that's not the story. I have some friends who use the brown ones too, but they are not brown themselves. This confuses me as an opera singer. (laughs) It's not a picture of your actual thumb. No. It's it's okay. That's the solution right there. You just gave it. Take a picture of your <laughs> of own your hand yeah. doing the emojis and then send it to people, right? I, I mean, uh,
0: the level of Galaxy brand that you have to have <laughs> to think that anyone would care what emoji you're using or you for you to care what color anyone is using in their emojis is so beyond the levels of reasonable... Discourse, it's impossible to think that we've gotten to the point where our problems are so small and that we've reached the, the pinnacle of human performance that this is an issue that we are concerned about for more than nine seconds.
1: If I had to choose an emoji skin tone for this article, it would be white. <laughs> Every person this is. This. <laughs> this is such a white problem. Yes. Or European problem. Uh, Zara Brahman, a researcher and writer in Berlin, has been talking about this for too long. And too long is longer than a minute. Uh, she wrote a article in 2018 for the Daily Dot called The Problem with Emoji Skin Tones That No One Talks About. You know why they don't talk about it? Because other things in the world are occurring, and it is the least important thing in the world. I, I guess you could solve this problem by not by not being a child and not <laughs> using emojis.
0: I really like this quote, Jennifer Epperson from Houston. She says, quote, I use the default yellow toned emoji for professional settings and then the dark brown one for <laughs> friends and family, you know, when she's in koi. Uh I don't have the emotional capacity to unpack race relations in the professional setting.
1: Then don't use emojis <laughs> in a professional setting, you clown. That clown. I solved it again. Just make it a clown glove. Make it a Mickey Mouse glove. <laughs> just
0: make it rainbow colored. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm just
1: going to start saying, have you ever seen that outtake from uh, Hercules with Kevin Sorbo? No. Where they put, like, in scripts, they put the emotions in parentheses, and it's like uh, screaming in anguish. Yeah. And he just yells that <laughs> out instead <laughs> yeah. of screaming <laughs> I do that. Like put in parentheses, thumbs up. People <laughs> think you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, well that's
0: whatever. <laughs> oh my God. I, there's nothing left to say about this. I don't emoji a lot. I do on occasion, but mostly it's the shrug shoulders one. Cause yeah. you don't really, you know, the word, I guess what you're looking for is I don't know, or I don't give a shit. Uh, dude it's insane that anyone ever has thought that it would be a a, a da- there'd be a downside to what emoji color that you're picking in a given moment based on professional or non-professional setting
1: the I'm looking at the emojis right now. Okay, there's uh, there's a clown emoji, and it only has white skin. That's <laughs> And I feel like that's correct in this case. Is there a Santa Claus emoji? There's Santa, and you can do multiracial Santa. There we go. Yeah. There's a Mrs. Claus that's multiracial, and then just some lunatic in a Santa hat. <laughs> I don't know what their story is. You cannot change the skin color on the devil emoji, on the poo emoji or the alien emoji. Instead of using a white thumbs up emoji, you
0: should use the golf one.
1: Oh yeah. It <laughs> should
0: just be the universal sign.
1: There's also I thought these were robot limbs, but apparently they're like um uh, for disabled or differently abled people, they're like prosthetic limbs. I always thought it was like a robot yeah, flexing. It's
0: like the Cletus from the Fox
1: football. I don't know how often these are getting used. Like you're texting use your family, one. going to get my new bionic arm today, and then you send them this arm once. The start of every Fox pregame show, I send you the bionic arm because I saw Cletus. There's multiracial Draculas, which I think is cute. <laughs> <laughs> what color Dracula should I use when I send it to people? That depends on if I'm at work or, or not. This is someone's whole job, is to come up with this kind of crap. And it's not a real story. It's made solely for people like us to click on it and then roll our eyes and complain about it. I, I mean... Right? I, this can't I, be I hope. Jesus, I
0: hope. But I... Like, what about the cowboy hat? How many colors of the guy with the cowboy hat do they have? It looks like that's just yellow. Okay. And the guy throwing
1: up is just green. <laughs> Not good to be yellow in the cowboy community. It's like a cowardly thing. <laughs>
0: That is true. John Wayne often called people "yeah." Yeah,
1: you don't want to be that in the cowboy world.
0: Oh God, I hate everything about this story.
1: Um, so I'm gonna be more careful in the emojis I use for the uh for the tweets for the show. I usually do a basketball <laughs> and a football. That's true. Yes, and a police siren. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this week I'll just uh, film myself and make my own set of emojis for each one.
0: Well, apologizing the whole time for anything you've ever said wrong.
1: And that's the theme of this podcast.
0: (laughs) That's right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We do deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Leave a review. If you're still listening to this show, leave a review. Uh, make it five stars and then tell us how awesome we are. And that is very helpful for us. Uh, you can leave a review on Spotify now as well. We're still on Spotify. That's right. We fight the man. Uh, we're independent thinkers. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Right and gosh